Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we are. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as always by the Amp Radio Network. My name is Proteus. I will be with you here all night to do hashtag smack my picks up with you as we do every week. Uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of not very good cards this week. Uh, we are here to discuss uh, UFC Russia, um, which is not great. Um, and also there's a Bellator event this week, uh, which is also not great. But we are going to stick, ladies and gentlemen, with the UFC card, of course, because the train keeps rolling. Uh, as DJ Tony and I were speaking about before we started, uh, this train is getting a little long, man. Maybe we should have a little stop on the way here. Anyways, I digress. Um, DJ Tony, this particular event that we're going to do, Smack My Picks Up, uh, UFC Fight Night 163, uh, Megabed Bed versus Qatar, uh, UFC on ESPN. Plus 21. Again, guys, these ESPN Plus cards are not for us. We're going to see them later on on ESPN or whatever on ESPN Plus later whenever you like to watch them. Lord Dana says that. Don't worry. Lord Dana endorsed. Uh, This will take place on November 9th, 2019 at the CSKA Arena in Moscow, Russia. I was thinking to myself, DJ Tony, thank God they just named it the CSKA Arena because I'm sure it would have been harder to pronounce if had I had to do it in <laughs> Russian. Anyways, so let's get to it tonight. The Fighting Four are actually here this uh, this evening. Uh, so DJ Tony, let's go ahead uh, and did I introduce myself? I'm Proteus coming at you from the live and direct from the uh, one true north strong and free. That's right, Brantford, Ontario, the international studios. Let's get into this. Tammy from North Carolina. Hey. Hi guys! <laughs> wow, that was a soft one. I didn't know. I don't know. I was yeah, trying so to be like creative, and then Cedric came creeping up on me. I'm like, you, it's his oh, birthday today. And happy birthday Everybody, to Cedric! Exactly. He is 32 years old, and like for real people use. Hi, <laughs> happy birthday, Cedric! Uh, like I said before, we went on the air. It's gotta be all them pancakes that you make him uh, and spoil him with, beat uh, Pammy. Mm-mm. Gotta be. I tell you, he lives on hate. <laughs> <laughs> and Pam, I did not mention this in the rundown, but of course we will be doing uh, Marco's favorite segment of the show, uh, Amp Radio Rewind. Of course, you'll hear Marco get to say Rewind. Uh, and of course, UFC 224, uh, Pammy, which is near was near and dear to your heart. We're going to cover that, but let's not get into mm. it right now. Let's not discuss it. Um, I hear I saw that you had some chocolates on the uh, on the uh, Twitterverse today. You had a great day at an all. all right oh my God! Day. Yes, let me got tell you, up um, North Car- Let me tell you something real quick, y'all. North Carolina weather, it's like bipolar. Um, a few days ago, it was like 50 degrees. Yesterday, it was like 80 degrees. And then it's like, like the pressure fluctuates up and down. And when it does it, I get these like raging headaches. So I had a raging headache. My hair was all booked up. I had no chocolate. And so yesterday <laughs> was just a bad day. And I went to work. 
good hair day. It was nice outside, no headache, and I had found. Um, do y'all know what the Cadbury chocolates are? They come out only at Easter that. time, little Cadbury mini eggs. You y'all know it. what those are? They make yeah, mini them, egg. Cadbury uh, mini eggs. Fall yep. little chocolate balls. So I was happy. Oh, nice. So oh, I was right. happy with balls in my mouth. Happy. Oh, hey, that's what she said. I know how to get time for that. Oh, I, I did. Lots of time for balls and mouth. <laughs> I'm going to say, lots of time for that. All right, so let's move right along. Of course, uh, DJ Tony, as I mentioned, there is a Bellator card this weekend. Uh, of course, from Thackerville, Oklahoma, yet again. But uh, it's not. There's nothing to see there, right, DJ Tony? But let's go ahead and bring him in right now. It's Tony time, bitches. Happy birthday, Cedric, the one and only, the disruptor, the man who always has time to interrupt the show. Shout out to Cedric. Right? He's eyeballing yeah, me right I, now. I love how you called him the disruptor, like he was in Ghostbusters or something. I am the, <laughs> I am the disruptor. Right? He is. I, I am the key master. That's it. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about this real quick because I said it before through to you, uh, DJ Tony. Uh, the Bellator card is not great, I mean, right? Because you're the biggest Bellator fan, right? Like it's not great this week. It's not great, but it's the return, of course, of King Mo and of course Leslie Smith making her Bellator debut. Ooh, you know what, guys? Swipe right. There's way there are way too many cards every single week, and there should be some sort of break. Because, you know, Proteus and I were talking about this. There's such a thing as having too many bad cards. But you know what? Someone's got to do it. So shout out to Bellator. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Bellator's going to Bellator, like Marco likes to say. And speaking of uh, Marco, let's go ahead and bring him in right now. Deep down the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. Marco from Waco Road. Das Bidania, COVID, Conrad. <laughs> so, Cedric is Gosser, the Gosserian, the destroyer, the disruptor, the, the, the end of words. Yeah, yeah, those bastards, whatever. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bert. <laughs> be, glad, be, be, glad a, be glad that you're a pet and not a soup. <laughs> oh, he's too wow. hateful for soup. Ooh. You're my poisonous. There is hateful. never too, too big of a big, there's never too big of a bear for to making a soup. Trust me on that. Ah, <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go ahead and get into this on DJ Tony. All right. So number five is the beat Megamed Cherapov. I mean, I think I get extra points for getting this right twice in one sitting. Against number 11, Kelvin Qatar. Uh, Marco, I mean, I think in my mind, this is kind of, you know, where we want to have the beat come out and shine. Uh, I, I think there was a bit of uh, controversy a couple of 
uh, weeks ago. Maybe you'll get into that uh, when we talk about it. But let's go ahead and throw to you. Of course, it should be known right now that this main event, ladies and gentlemen, on this card is a three-round main event uh, because it was signed that way. Uh, that knowledge is straight from DJ Tony before we started the show. Uh, so, Marco, let's throw to you. You got the beater. You got Cal, uh, Calvin in this one. Calvin with a C, yeah. not a K. Yeah. Yeah. I am highly surprised that they, first of all, they did Qatar wrong because this fight was supposed to happen right. in Boston. And Savit, like, conveniently hurt his pinky and he couldn't fight <laughs> until, until Moscow. I'm like, oh, I feel better right about the time that we had to fight in Moscow. How convenient, Savit. How convenient. And, uh, and, you, and you know, we're not going to make it a flat rounder. This is breaking precedent, man. I, just for all those reasons, I know Sabit is a is a favorite. I know Sabit, I know Sabit is a, you know, the 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 top prospect and stuff. But I don't like the way they did Qatar, and this is an emotional pick. I'm gonna pick Qatar by decision. I seen some okay. things that uh, Sabit did on uh, his prior fights that give you a path for 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 victory. And uh, Kevin Qatar is not a punk. He's he's not like a like an average fighter. He's also a prospect, too. So this is a battle of good prospects. Uh, conventional wisdom, wisdom will tell you that Sabit Mahomet Sharipov should win in Moscow. You know, Humphila Bantas, he's a longer ranger fighter. The guy is six foot tall and all the stuff. But I'm picking Qatar just because they can run by United position. Yeah, okay, wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't mind a pick that's, uh, you know, centered uh, directly in you know, um, emotions. I'm okay with that. No worries. All right, Pammy. Cater, by uh, the way, gentlemen, before we mess it up even oh. more, it's Cater. Thank you, John Anik. I appreciate that. Um, straight from the booth on the breakdown, Cater. John Anik Light. John Anik Light. Okay, we'll call him John Anik Light. That'll be his new name from now on. All right, John Anik Light. Thank you very much for that one. Uh, Pammy. Um, yep. We've got an OV versus uh, a Qatar. Kater? I, I messed it up already. Damn it. Bring him back in. John Anik Light. All righty. Kater. 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 My bad. Um, All right. So, Pammy. No, everybody's uh, on the, the Ablinkin Zabit Mago Alphabetov train. <laughs> um, six KO, seven subs, four decisions wins. Uh, he does have one loss by a submission versus Cater. Nine KOs, three subs, and eight decisions. He ha- has one sub and one decision lost. Um, you know, as, as tall as Magomed is, or, or as tall as he seems to be, he's six one versus 5'11", uh, with the 73-inch uh, reach. Cater has a 72-inch reach. Um, you know, I, I was looking back you know, at uh, stats and things like that. Uh, Cater, uh, Ricardo Lamas, first-round TKO, Chris, Chris Fishgold, uh, first-round TKO, Shane Burgo, uh, TKO. And, um, again, you know how I like to look at uh, the fight resume. Um, um, Zabit uh, actually went um, decision with um, – I keep saying um, I need to quit that – uh, Jeremy Stevens, um, Kyle Bochniak, that was an amazing fight. Went to decision, but 
I'm down with some Caterade, and I am picking in by a first right. round TKO. Suck it. All right. How about that? <laughs> You're sucking indeed. Apparently, that's what she said as well. All right, DJ Tony, let's move swiftly on to you. Right? With the chocolate balls. Absolutely. They don't have to be chocolate. I mean, you can put them in your. Anyways, let's move right <laughs> along to the DJ himself. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty balls. Uh, sweaty gonna, balls they're going to take the PG rating away from us, guys. Come on. <laughs> hey. Derek Lewis is not like on this show with? right now, so let's stop talking yeah. about Derek Lewis, okay? Let's let's move right along to DJ Tony. All right, DJ Tony, we you heard us at the top. Marco and I were talking about that the beat had a, uh, a, a mysterious injury. Do you think that, uh, DJ Tony, that it's a, a ruse that he wanted to be in this home country of Russia, or do you think that maybe this uh, injury comes along and, and hampers the beat against Cater? Did I get that right? You know what? I, I I honestly thought he wanted the easier testing, and you're right. That's why he chose to uh, go to USADA and get that easier testing because uh, uh. we know that <laughs> we know that's a game time decision. That's for damn sure. But um, for sure. Listen, the one thing about about this fight is, do you remember we used to think that Abraham Lincoln, I mean, uh, the beat. Wow. Uh, used to, he does look like Abraham Lincoln. How many times have I tweeted that out? He's, yeah, a really yeah, hairy one. Does. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine to, Abraham Lincoln uh, wasn't hairy. Who's who's the, Marco, you know this, who, who's a, a sponsor we should have on the, on the shaving what is that thing called? Yeah, done Never mind. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Club for men? Yeah. No, Dollar Shave Club. You know what? By the way, this show isn't going to come out to, until Friday, so thank God. Uh, listen, <laughs> on, on this, it, it, no, honestly, because I won't have time to edit it. Listen, I had Abraham Lincoln yeah. all the way, dude. I literally had Abraham Lincoln all the way. Right. He beat Jeremy Stevens, beat Kyle Bosniak. But now, you know what? I, I think Kelvin Cater is going to pull this off, guys. I think uh, there's a little bit of haterade oh. or caterade going on here. Um, you know what? And he's been—he's actually had two straight KOs. He KO'd uh, Ricardo mm-hmm. Lamas and uh, Chris Fitzgerald. That guy. First round KO, so I'm going with Kelvin Cater. You know what? Let's keep it in the early in the third. Kelvin Cater, third round TKO. All right. Well, Tony, I I was kind of trying to uh, to throw to you to to maybe start a little bit more uh, conversation about. I mean, yeah, maybe where there was a, a USADA swerve there, or maybe you know it was a beat was trying to get into his his home country. Or maybe um, they just the UFC thought that you know it would behoove them to uh, move Zabit into this position. Um, I think if there was an injury, and if there is an injury that may come into light here, it may come into play. Marco, like you said, uh, Cater is no joke. He will come over there and fucking take your head off. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be a couple of weeks ago. He was supposed to fight in his uh, home town uh, or his home area of uh, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, which probably would have, you know, behooved him uh, to, to fight there. And, you know, maybe it would have felt a little bit better to fight 
um, on home soil, but he, he's he's now got a grudge to uh, uh, to enact right here, just like twenty Beast in twenty four eight or whatever his name is. I, I can't keep up anymore. Um, his name changes all the time. Overtime. Uh, we'll Overtime. get to yeah. Thank you. We'll get to that in a little bit. Overtime. Uh, I think that 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 maybe the beat is injured in this one, guys. I think that maybe it would it's going to show through here. Yes, uh, he has a bit of a height advantage, or, which is again coming into uh, the one inch reach advantage. Pammy, as you mentioned, for the beat, but I think Cater gets this one done, guys. Um, if there's an injury here, which I do think there is, I think it's going to come to light. Uh, I think with it, that's a clean sweep for Cater on this one. I'm also going to take him, Tony, by third round TKO. Um, you know what? Just so that so to mix it up, I'm going to take the second round so that maybe I'll get an extra point on that one by TKO. But I, I, I think perhaps, uh, DJ Tony, there is uh, some kind of truth to an injury from Zabit, and maybe uh, they come back a little bit too soon because, as we have mentioned previous times on this show, uh, the USC is spreading themselves a little bit thin. All right, guys, let's hey, go ahead and the, move to – yes, sir. We run the gallery on Cater. Pam picks the first round KO. You pick up the second round KO. Tony pick up the yep. third round KO, and I pick up the decision. That's the gallery right there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We've covered it. <laughs> we, we, we covered, covered it except everything. for the getting the win. <laughs> right. But nobody thinks that that's going to happen. And and again, Zabit is a very talented fighter, and we've seen him in the past really, you know, prove us wrong sometimes. I mean, I mean, he's proved me wrong a number of times. But I think there's some truth to this, and maybe Zabit's coming into this one a little bit injured. But, I mean, it'll all come out in the mail in the end. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and move on to the co-main event. J. Tony, cue that music. All right, guys, to the heavyweight division we go, and it pains me, ladies and gentlemen, to even say this particular fight right now uh, because somebody's getting the chance at something that I don't think they should get to. But anyways, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Let's throw right to it, though. We have number seven, Alexander Volkov, again, unranked. Just fought a couple of weeks ago and looked terrible. Greg Hardy. Um, but of course, as you know, we needed to fill a hole here because Junior DeSantos, uh, with Junior DeSantos, had a big hole in his leg, I believe, right, Marco? Cellulitis. Cellulitis, yeah. 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 So uh, we needed to get a quick replacement. Of course, Greg Hardy at first got the win, and of course, that, that win was swiftly taken away from him uh, for the asthma inhaler. Um, so, Pam, let's throw to you here mm-hmm. on the co-main event. Uh, who do you got? You got Alexander Volkov, who's got clearly uh, a number of uh, professional fights more than Greg Hardy, or do you have Alexander Volkov getting caught by Greg Hardy in some weird way? Well, that's the thing is, you know, I, I tried looking. You know how I'm like kind of like anal retentive about looking at my stats and stuff like that. I no, can't really I find don't know how that is on, at all. <laughs> Um, OCD, I'm like OCD about that stuff, but I can't really find any information about him. I'm, uh, uh, you know, you find plenty of football stuff, but I can't really find that much really good information. Alexander Volkov, uh, he's a black belt in, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, Sushinjin, which is a, a type of karate, uh, brown belt in, in uh, another karate. 
uh, brown belt in jiu-jitsu. He's a kickboxer. Uh, and I think Greg Hardy is just uh, basically just a brawler. I mean, you can tell by his domestic uh, abuse record that he's a brawler. Oh. He likes to, you know, bump. Um, and, you know, and again, I, I like to look at stats and who people have fought. Um, Volkov, Fabrizio Verdum, Stefan Struve, Roy Nelson, you know, old-time Roy, yeah. Roy Nelson, but uh, Czech Congo, his resume is just a little bit more impressive than Greg Hardy. And um, I think this is going to be, I've said this before, I think it's going to be like two of those big Kodiak bears fighting over salmon. Uh, Alexander Volkov gets it done in a third round by a TKO. No inhaler involved. Uh, Okay, hang on one second. Uh, uh, You said Volkov. Mm-hmm. By third, third round, round TKO? TKO, please. Yep. Okay, third round uh, TKO. And and uh, Tony, if we could With three, two, I'll one, and isolate healer. this, if we could isolate this audio, I'd give you the odds of the both fights here. Um, first of all, I'll give you the odds of the Zabit uh, versus Qatar fight. One, two, three. Zabit coming at us at a minus 300, and Qatar coming wow. back at us at a plus 250. Wow. Greg Hardy is coming at us at a plus uh, 210. Uh, Alexander Volkov right now at a minus 250. Marco, uh, let's throw to you. Did uh, you say minus 250? I did say a minus 250, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marco, let's throw to you, and then we'll go to DJ Tony. Um, look. In my opinion, I don't know what you have to think about this, but like Pam just said, uh, there's a bit of a difference in in this the fight resume. And are they throwing Greg Hardy to the wolves? Are they giving up on him? Like, what are your thoughts? The UFC is that that means. Okay, I'm gonna try to be fair to the guy because he raised his right hand and took his fight. So sure, uh, absolutely. They, in enemy uh, in enemy territory, right, Marco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did. He did have to take this fight. Uh, he's surrounded by very smart people out there on ATT. They might see something we have not seen. I mean, to be fair, besides the uh, you know, inhaler gate, he did look pretty good on his last fight. He looked quick. He looked more uh, disciplined with his striking. And the guy is a physical specimen. He's super fast for his, for his uh, body. The guy has to go to 265, and he's extremely quick and explosive. I'm going to give uh, Hardy a chance. He's a three-rounder. I did not like the way Volkov uh, got freaking annihilated by Derek Lewis on his last fight, you know. That that tells me that somebody with power can touch him and, and, and floor him. And Greg Hardy, like I said, he's quick and he got power in his hands. Everybody's going to predicate on the first round. If he doesn't get Volkov out of the first round, he's going to lose a decision. But I'm going to think Hardy's going to find a chin, um, you know, just by cheer power alone because the guy, we know he's a beast. He's just a, 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 a powerful individual. He's going to be able to TKO Volkov in an absent. The odds are close. The odds are really, really close. I mean, yeah, I know. In, in any other planet, Harvey should not be anywhere near a 2-1 to one <laughs> underdog. He should be like a 10-1 yeah. underdog. So that tells you that even the odds makers are seeing him having a chance because that first round is a critical round. If he was a fire runner, forget it. You know, Volker would just get on his bike and 
and you know to try to do what he tried to do to Terry Clues before he got caught with 10 seconds left. But uh, because it's a it's a short fight, and because Hardy knows that his best chances of the first round, he's going to throw caution to the wind, catch Volkov with something really powerful, and, and get a ticket on the first round. So give me Hardy on, a, All right. on the first round with a ticket on All right. Uh, DJ Tony, you heard both sides there. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, I just don't see it, guys. I mean, the one thing about Greg Hardy is he's been put in positions to sort of excel, and he's been fighting yeah. guys. I mean, they, they've been building him up, right? And and listen, I don't like what he did, anything where it involved beating up a woman or beating up anyone I'm just not into. But uh, I, I, Volkov is a damn good fighter, guys. I think we're forgetting his days of Bellator uh, maybe not the same sort of competition, but certainly competition that's more. Well, he's a champion in Bellator, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we can't really right, forget that. Right. And he's like six seven or six five. I mean, he's a big guy. Six five. I'm thinking Volkov, guys. Um, I, okay. I think after the first, I think it's going to be uh, done. Um, I think Volkov finishes him just uh, due to pure exhaustion on on Greg Hardy's part. I'm taking Volkov, TKO in the third. Okay. So, uh, DJ Tony agreeing with Pam on this one. Uh, Third round TKO. Marco, of course, taking Hardy uh, by first round KO. And, Marco, I think that we we have to agree that that is Greg Hardy's only chance uh, at beating uh, Volkov. I don't think that he's, uh, you know... I've noticed if he gets past the first round, Volkov is going to just outpoint the champion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that Greg Hardy is no is no Derek Lewis, and he's not going to pull a knockout out of his ass. I was agreeing with you. I was agreeing with what you're saying. I know. Yeah. Okay. He's not going to. Greg Hardy isn't going to pull a a third round TKO or KO out of his ass. I doubt it. Uh, especially, as I said, with Inhaler Gate from uh, a couple of weeks ago. Look, I don't think this is going to be anywhere close, guys. I think, yeah, Greg Hardy, if even if he loses in this fight, uh, he protects his his uh, his being paid by the UFC. Is empl- he's not an employee, but they definitely will stay in the Greg Hardy business because he did throw his hand or his hat into the ring here. Uh, on oh, this particular he, fight, he did, he, he did them a solid. He did them a solid. Yeah, so, he's he's being a company man, man. They they've shown him plenty of love, like we've mentioned on this show plenty of times, uh, and he's done them a solid back. He's going to get his I ass love, kicked. He's going to yeah. really take a beating in this one, Marco. I think. Go ahead. Now, like uh, Russell Strook, who just beat Arlovski on this last weekend, he took the Alistair yeah. Overeem fight next month in, in Washington D.C. So he's going to be a company man, too. You know, she's going to be one of those guys that they can rely on, too. Absolutely. Uh, but Greg Hardy, I mean, he didn't I mean, he didn't have a really tough fight in that particular fight that he had a couple of weeks ago, right? I mean, he's fighting. He has fought tomato cans up to this point. He has picked hand-picked people. Like we you, you mentioned, Marco, I think Volkov is on another. There are levels to this shit, guys. There's levels to the shit, like Marco likes to say. Volkov gets this one done. Um, I think he gets it done in the second round, uh, DJ Tony. 
I think he's going to get it done um, uh, by TKO. I don't. I just don't think that Hardy stands a chance in this fight, guys. I just don't. I think uh, it, it levels. There's levels. All right, guys. Um, I I can't imagine that any of you have picked up a spotlight part of the night on this one. I'm going to say shout out to Ed Herman who is on this card as well, traveling traveling to Russia. Go ahead, Tammy. Give us a spotlight part of the night. Just for oh, shits I and did. giggles. <laughs> I did uh, Magomed Ankalaev and Dolce Lungiambula. God bless I you. Don't believe, I don't believe you. Really? Seriously? <laughs> I don't. Did you pick that too? <laughs> I got a vengeable name. <laughs> Did you pick that too? No, I don't believe that you picked that fight at all. I, I did. I've got um, Magomed is 11. In the 170-pound division. And you know what we didn't have to do? We didn't have to call it an interim title. Genius work on the work of the part of the UFC. Where do we go with the BMF title next, guys? Do we go uh, Cal- or uh, Jorge Masvidal either, you know, fights the champion or he fights Conor McGregor next and continues to be the BMF title champ? Anyway, I digress. We'll get into that a little bit later, but that's just some thoughts that I had off the top. But let's get into it right off the top. The main event, of course, was for the BMF title. The Rock was there. He was giving out titles, and Dana White was sitting back on the sidelines with the president of the United States of America. Um, do you guys – I'm not American, but do you think the, 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 the title president has got a little bit worn down now that Donald Trump is around? Like, he shows up at fucking the UFC, and you go, all right, so what? He came, went to a fight. Big deal. I don't think that's presidential thing any, any way at all. Nah, uh, that is a big Dana White does. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah but okay, we'll get into it in a second. Let's not talk about it right now. I'm giving you guys t- t- things to talk about when we get into it. Marco, let's start with you in the main event. Of course, Jorge Masvidal takes this one down due to due to due to doctor's stoppage uh, at the end and the beginning of the fourth round. Uh, Nathan Diaz had a number of cuts on the uh, left, uh, the right side of his face. Uh, one on top of his eye and one on the bottom, Marco. Um, talk about how what you thought about Jorge Masvidal in this fight, man. I mean, did you see it the same way I did? That perhaps we saw a changing of the guard on this one. What you got, Marco? That was an ass whipping, dude, from top to bottom. For those three rounds we saw, there was a. I, I got two ten ass and one ten eight round there, and it was yes a beat down. I mean, Diaz got his moments, but not really. He was not going to come back on the fourth and the fifth. All those people that believe that Diaz was going to make a comeback. No, he was not. He was going to get kicking his ass kicked. And I had the idea. So I picked the guy to win. Uh, yeah. on, the, on the card, for all those people that are, are freaking making, like, oh, there was a bad, a bad call from the doctor. That doctor is a freaking board-certified neurologist with a private practice in freaking Manhattan, New York. The guy, the guy doesn't have to be a freaking... And he's not a chiropractor for the fucking uh, local mall. I, I will take the word of a doctor from any other freaking of armchair freaking uh, surgeons that are freaking talking the, uh, the asses of that never accomplish anything on their lives. They, I mean, at the moment I was disappointed. I wanted the fight to continue. But then I saw the freaking photos of the eye, who bad the freaking cut was. 
the after the fact, like yeah, no, they know what's the right call, man. If you if you care about Nate Diaz, if you care about his uh, the future well-being of his eye, you stop the fight. Uh, Nate Diaz, you got Nate Diaz, that he's tough as hell because the first combination that Madrid has kicking with that that elbow punch kick combination would have knocked out anybody yeah. else on the planet except for Nate Diaz. So kudos for Nate Diaz for showing his toughness. Yeah, the BMF title is a made-up title, so let's not let's not freaking make believe that this is going to be defended. This was a one and done. And Masvidal won it. You know, he can say that he's the one and only BMF title holder ever. What is that for Masvidal? He can wait for the winner of Covington, Usman. Covington is the obvious freaking uh, uh, fight for him because of the grudge match. You know, they've been talking much about each other. You know, former friends. Now, little rivals on ATT. Uh, that Connor talk, let's not talk about Connor. Connor, is, Connor will never take the fight because, you know, he will get destroyed by Masvidal. And uh, uh, any other fight doesn't really make sense. I mean, uh, this guy's a money fighter now. Uh, his popularity has skyrocketed, like, almost overnight. He went from 100,000 freaking uh, Instagram freaking followers to 1.5 million in less than a week. So, yeah. Uh, on the president being on the event, it is significant, man. Because president goes to big events, Super Bowls, World Series. It, it, it basically gets the stamp of approval. We're finally mainstream. You know, I do not like Trump. I'm not a Trump supporter. I never will be. I am Democrat blue to the freaking core of my soul. But I can admit that it was a big moment. The fact that freaking Dasson, with the biggest freaking boxer name in the planet, Canelo Alvarez had to wait 90 minutes. And the MGM Grand was showing the Navy as freaking Jorge Masvidal many events on their screens while their main eventers were waiting for them to finish fighting before they make the walk. Tells you all you need to know how big this event was. There's some freaking Golden Boy uh, and, uh, and MGM Grand, they all bend the knee to the USC because this event was huge. And uh, uh, it is what it is, man. Uh, and let's recognize the fact that, yeah, Trump being there is something. It is something. Whether you like the motherfucker or not, uh, it, it, it signifies that in the future we can see presidents on big events like this. Uh, I love the, the BMS title, the whole concept, but the fight was one-sided. Masvidal was the clear winner. And uh, for all the people that say Diaz will make a comeback, they're delusional. And uh, the, the, the controversy about the card, not really that, much, that big of a controversy yet. Maybe in other states like Nevada, they're going to let it continue because it wasn't flowing blood all over the eye. But that, when you see the pictures of how deep that was on the, on the top, that if you keep hitting that, you can cause permanent damage in there, you know, that muscle tissue. So the, the doctor's responsibility is not to let this fight continue or to, 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 to let this BMS title be decided by somebody for the chill. He's trying to look out for the safety of the fighter. And remember, board-certified neurologist. That is a borderline genius up there making the decision. And it's not like it's a guy that hasn't done boxing events and freaking uh, uh, MMA events before. He's been on the freaking uh, ABC-certified freaking physician for years now. It's not his first rodeo. So enough of that uh, try to dismiss his name and his business. That's all I have to say about that. Damn, I'm not going to get in, way, in the way of this conversation. What do you got? I, you know, 
You know me. I, I am win or lose. I am always going to be a Nate Diaz fan. Um, I, I I do think, in my opinion, that that the that, that that the stoppage was a little bit premature. I was thinking if it had gone into the fourth round, and it would have opened up some more. All right, then stop it then. But to to me, and um, I, I just felt like Nate started to get his timing down like late in the third round so you know who knows who knows you know but could have would have should have whatever um Nate you know still my guy um I wish they would uh, do a rematch only because it's just um I don't know Dr. Stoppage doesn't have like uh, it's like unfinished sex you're just kind of like is that it is that it? You know? <laughs> well, it happened. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm wondering, though, truthfully, I, I'm wondering if the, the pay-per-view numbers come back really insane, if it's something that, hey, well, wait a minute, this wasn't such a bad idea after all. But, I mean, I, I think it should be just a, a title between Nate and Jorge, not, okay, who's next, who's next, who's next. I, I think that should be just between the, the two of them. Um I think you had, even though Nate lost, I think you had some positives in there. Um, the first one uh, being, you know, this title was made because of him, because he called out this fight. Number two, you know, took on USADA and won. Uh, number three, you headlined a pay-per-view on a non-sanctioned title fight. You know, come on. That's insane, you know. You know, number four, one of the biggest boxing events, was waiting for you to finish so they could continue. So even though he lost, I think there, there's a lot of positive things that, that came because of this fight and because of him. And if you saw any of the pressers, uh, press events afterwards, he seemed to be in good spirits. I mean, he was joking and laughing and, you know, cutting up the, the way that he normally does not. So it was good to see Who's him he? that Nate way. Diaz? Yeah, Nate. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you know, he was actually being kind of funny. But um, all in all, the whole card, man, what a great effing card from top to bottom. Great card. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. All right, Tony, before we bring you in, let me go ahead and give the results here because I forgot to do that at the top. Um, uh, it was a terrible week for all of us. Uh, the only point that was scored on this particular fight card was me uh, choosing – um, uh, Lewis, and of course, that's the only point I got there because I chose him by decision. Uh, but Mar- uh, DJ Tony, you've heard what the two voices have heard said. I mean, do you disagree with anything that they've said here so far? I mean, the storylines coming out is should they re- rematch? Um, uh, you know, the controversy about the cuts, and of course, I know what you're going to say here, but Tony, the floor is yours. Well, first thing I will say is if we took every doctor's word for whether or not they're board certified, we're the greatest doctor on the face of the earth. That's why we have malpractice suits. So I'm not saying what the doctor did was wrong. What I'm saying is just because someone is licensed doesn't mean that they're, they're right. I mean, only the doctor knows we certainly I wasn't in the octagon, but let's come on. Let's, let's be, let's be realistic about this. What I would have done if I'm the doctor, and clearly I'm not a doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn, I, I would have done, you know what, if you guys have ever watched the movie Rocky, there was this line where the, guy, where the ref goes, hey, 
or the doctor, one of them goes, hey, one more round of this, and I'm stopping it. And he goes, you ain't going to stop nothing. Same thing here. They would have said, hey, listen, Nate, I would have done, if this keeps it up, you know, we're going to stop it in next round for sure, if not in the middle of the, of the round, et cetera. Yeah. I don't know if it would have changed. Hey, Tony, I had all three rounds. I was going to agree with Tony that uh, that is probably the most sensible thing the doctor could have done. I, like in the second round, go out there and tell him, hey, if this continue, I'm going to stop it. That is where Tony is absolutely right. I was going to give you kudos, dude. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about it rationally. When I when I talked to DJ Tony, when I watched the 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 fight, Tony, and you can attest to this, I was like, oh man, that's a and and Pam, I said the same same thing to you. It was a terrible stoppage. Now listen, mm-hmm. you have to give Jorge Masvidal the credit that he is due because in the first two rounds he looked incredible. And like you guys have all said, Jorge Masvidal, if he wasn't fighting the guy like Nate Diaz, a seasoned pro, DJ Tony. Like Nate Diaz, when he got hurt to the body, went to the ground, recovered for a minute, and got back up. That's a pro move, okay? Um, but he did look, in my opinion, DJ Tony, Nate Diaz looked like he was old, old school and, and didn't have an answer for Jorge. But in the third round, guys, let's be honest, there was no, uh, there was no um, serious attacks to those cuts from Jorge Masvidal, the cut. Uh, the cut was um, definitely uh, put on hold. It, it, it wasn't leaking at all. The only one, the only cut that was bleeding was the bottom cut. Okay, so what I said to DJ Tony originally when I watched the fight, and you can attest to this, DJ Tony, whenever you want, is I said in any other area or any other ju- jurisdiction, this fight, as you said, Marco would have been let to go on a little bit longer. And you go to the ref and you say, hey, you know what? If he takes more damage to that cut, obviously there was a reason why the doctor was called in because they were concerned about the cut uh, in the first place. So you say to the ref, if he takes any more damage, little, you know, even if it's a small amount of damage, you call the fight. But as DJ Tony said to me, he talked me off the ledge. He said, you know what? It's up to the doctor's discretion. And, of course, we want to save the fighters from themselves. And as you said, DJ Tony... That, if we allowed that to continue, maybe Nate Diaz, you know, takes some damage that we don't want to see, like Michael Bisping kind of damage to his eye, and we don't want to see that kind of stuff. I think this gimmick kind of thing was interesting from the USC. You guys were excited about it. The casual fans were excited about it. I just think the BMF title gets lost in the 175-pound division right now, guys. Um, I think if we would have seen uh, two more rounds, I think we would have seen – a little bit more production from Nate Diaz. We would have seen a little bit more um, of a different fight. But kudos to Jorge Masvidal. Uh, great win by him. And like you said, Marco, uh, he is benefiting from not only the three-piece in a soda when we started talking about him when he beat Darren Till. And let's remember, three-piece in a soda was not anything to do with Darren Till. He had a great knockout of Darren Till that night, but also the three-piece in the soda was uh, from Leon Edwards. Um, Great, I mean, great year for Jorge Masvidal. We cannot uh, uh, detest that. Let's move on to the co-main event because we are swiftly running out of time. No, sorry, Marco, we're, we got to move on. Let's move on to the, the co-main event. Of course, there's a lot of uh, stuff to talk about here. Of course, Darren Till, as we mentioned at the end of uh, last week's show, was not 
in the United States of America did end up showing up. I mean, that stress has got to be something serious. As we heard from Dana White after the event, um, the UFC had really had to uh, jump through a lot of hoops to get there until into the country. Uh, like I said, you know, stealing that taxi, uh, you don't want to do that, guys. Uh, against uh, Kevin, don't call me Kevin, call me Kelvin with a K, Gastelum. Um, uh, dude, close fight. Uh, DJ Tony, let's start with you since everyone wanted to interrupt you in the last fight. Um, we had Kelvin's elbow gate, of course, uh, leading into the, uh, the weigh-ins. Uh, again, Kelvin Gastelum bumping up against, you know, weight restrictions. And, of course, he's moved up to 185 pounds. Tony, thoughts? With all the drama that was going on with Darren Till, you know, and him showing fear, i.e. GSP, I was actually really shocked by that. But you got to give Darren Till credit, man. He, uh, he made it happen in, in, uh, under duress. So you got to give him credit for that. Oh, absolutely. But what did you think about Kevin Gaslam again with running up against the, uh, the weight issues and, of course, leaning on his, his coach, perhaps? You know, what did you think about that, brother? Well, can someone explain to me this, Marco, maybe you or Pam? They were using the hoop until that point. What, what happened to the hoop? Yeah, I mean, hula, I think hula, the hoop, hoop is the way hula, to go, hoops. right? I don't know, man. Well, they're, they're just at that one I think yours. everyone saw, right? Everyone saw the elbow gate. I saw it. I mean, I, I don't, did it, I don't again, know. Again, what, what happens with the commission here? Like, why doesn't the commission say, listen, you fucking cheated here. We can see, clearly see your elbow. Because <laughs> it's a well, it's kind of sort of after, It's after the fact that uh, they, they got one done. It happened in New York, too, with freaking uh, Daniel Corbin with yeah. Towelgate. So, New York. Yeah. Oh, he's right. He's yeah, New York There always seems That's to be some kind you, of controversy uh, in New York. That's what I said. To, uh, remember, DJ Tony, mm-hmm. I said that to you. I mm-hmm. sent you a Always. text message saying, New York strikes again. Not yeah. only did you know, we have you, you know the what elbow you gate. Need to do? Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I said, not only did we have the elbow gate, but we had the stoppage, right, with Calvin Gastelum or with uh, Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. I mean, New York always seems to be in the news with, uh, some kind of, uh, you know, they Bullshit. don't want to let uh, somebody fight because they have uh, fake boobs in, right, uh, DJ Tony? Oh, that's Tony? right. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, I mean, New York strikes again 100%. Um, okay, who wants to go next year? Fake boobs. Yeah, New York needs to borrow freaking uh, commissions from New Jersey because those guys are awesome. New Jersey never gets these controversies, and they're right next door. Like, they need to borrow some of the commissioners and some of their rules and shit. But, uh, you know, Kelvin Gastelon, after the war he got with freaking uh, Arizona, I don't think he's going to be the same for a while, man. I mean, that fight wasn't that long ago. And uh, he took a beating on that fight. He looked gun-shy to me on this fight. I mean, historically well, he, speaking, he... He had his he leg never, eaten up, though, right, Marco? Yeah, but historically speaking, he never had issues with bigger guys at the middleweight division. And Darren Till is a freaking welterweight moving to middleweight. By the way, he still looks humongous. Uh, but, Huge. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, good for him to actually make him weight with all the stuff that was going on with him. And uh, I'm fighting the yeah. way he did. He, he looked good. 
I mean, he didn't look like a world beater by any stretch of the imagination. He did what he needed to do to win. And uh, whoever was that freaking uh, Georgia gave Kevin Gastelow a 30-27, he should be fired because I, I, at yeah. the most I'm going to give Kevin Gastelow a 29-28. You want to, like, stretch the truth there, you know? But I, I saw Till won the fight, fair square. Good for Darren Till. Let's see what they give him next. Uh, he's not ready for title contention. I think he needs two more fights at middleweight. Kelvin Gantler is a good scalp on his freaking uh, on his belt. And uh, Kelvin just needs to freaking regroup, man. And uh, stop eating all those tacos and, and stop eating on your freaking coach and freaking make freaking weight. <laughs> you, the way, we're not going to send you to 205, dude. You're too little for 205. You're just going to die for that alone. Ouch. All right. DJ Tony, let's go to throw to you because you didn't really you didn't really comment on the fight at all. I didn't give you the opportunity to. Uh, I mean, we saw the battle of the leg kicks here is basically what it was in my opinion, DJ Tony. But let's throw to you. What you got? Which fight are we on? Are we still on the Kelvin? Oh, the Kelvin. Yeah, fight? no, we're on Kelvin versus. T- yeah, yeah, we're still on Kelvin versus Till. We didn't we didn't actually get to the fight with you. We were talking about all the uh, pre stuff. What did you think about the fight, though? Did you did you have did you see it going towards Kelvin Gastelum, or did you have it 100% for Till, like Marco was saying? Oh no, I, I think Marco's right. I think they had it, you know, going 100%. I, I I think most of those fights, even including, not to go back to the Masvidal Diaz, but Masvidal, in my my opinion, had taken all three rounds. Darren Till took all three rounds. The the judging. I mean, we talk about the New York State Athletic Commission. Marco's right. I mean, why not just do this in Jersey? We continue to have this yeah. New York thing, Absolutely. and it's just they're 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 clearly not ready for prime time. So, um, I mean, the whole thing was a debacle, in my opinion. All right, Pammy. So, like mm-hmm. DJ Tony just mentioned, I said this to him originally uh, when I when I watched the fight at, at at first, the Jorge versus Nate fight, like. If the stoppage would have happened anywhere else, I don't think the stoppage would have happened most other places. And, again, Mm-mm. let's get back to the Kelvin Gastelum versus Darren Till fight, though, because it seemed like a very, like you, like DJ Tony said, that maybe they were both very tentative. But, again, I want to throw back to it was a battle of the leg kicks. What did you see? Did you see it the same way I did, or did you see something completely different? I For whatever reason, it, it... – it seemed to me, because I, I thought this was really going to be like this crazy brawl, especially with Kelvin's uh, boxing. I mean, I really thought that it was going to be a totally different outcome. He seemed very tentative, like he, like he was waiting. Like I don't, I don't know what it was. He seemed um, very on the offense instead of um, – or maybe on the defense, he was, I don't know, it was just like weird. It was like a weird vibe, this whole fight. Um, yeah. I don't know where he goes because he he's too little, but at the same time, you're too little, but then you can't make weight. I, I'm, I'm confused a little bit, you know? And yeah, I think Darren like Hill is too big to be fighting in that division you know what the it, it looked like two guys from two different divisions so i i don't know but i don't agree that he they, whoever gave him one round 30 to what 27 yeah he was not right yeah it was weird and, and i do think i i think it i i think 
that MMA is still very new to them. Exactly. Or maybe yes. it's or maybe it's not it's that big new of general. a deal to them that they want to just have mediocre people, mediocre judges, mediocre doctors, mediocre everything, just to you know, Ouch. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do, do you know what I'm saying? I also think Pammy, I also always think seems that to be controversy. I think if you're also in the number one media market in the world, everybody's looking at you. And if, if, if you happen to, to slip up and you let Nate Diaz lose his eye, you know, you have a problem. Um, but I think also, you know, we're going to have, you know, judging problems no matter what. Uh, I thought Darren I Till squeaked out this win. I think, as I mentioned, guys, it was the battle of the leg kicks. I think early on, Darren Till was able to hurt Kelvin Gastelum very, very much. And then he made Kelvin walk around for like three rounds on that injured leg. But what was good about Kelvin is that he he handed it back to Darren Till, and I think that impeded Darren Till from really getting off as well because Darren Till's leg, his lead leg, was also injured. You got to be if you look at the bruising on both guys' legs. Um, both guys were able to get some serious leg kicks in. Great job by both guys. I'm just going to give a shout out quickly to Stephen Thompson uh, for a great win uh, against Vicente Luque. Mark or uh, DJ Tony, that was your spotlight fight of the night. Unfortunately, you lost that one, but we got to wrap this show up guys. Cause we only have five minutes left and I want to be able to get to everyone, uh, you know, uh, Twitter follow of the week, or if you've got a, um, guilty pleasure. Do you, oh, sorry. T- Tony, do you have a quick point? You got to, you want to throw something yeah. in quickly? Quick point on this. And Marco, ahead, you, you might be able to fill, fill me in with this one or Pam. I'm pretty sure that the two boxers that died recently, I'm pretty sure both of those fought at, yeah. at the Madison, Madison Square Garden. So that might be a thing, too. Oh, did they? Mm, interesting. Yeah, I did not know that either. I, I, I don't follow boxing, but I had I had seen that there were, had been a couple of deaths. So, again, I mean, New York's not, not sh- with coming through with shining colors right now, are they, DJ Tony? Well, I, yeah, I think I you're going to be a little bit more you careful. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely um, going to be. Like I said, biggest media market in the world. Pammy, what do you got to say? I just have a quick – does anybody know what the payouts were? A fight of the night? Yeah. Uh, all I, that stuff. Does anybody Jorge, know that? Yeah, Jorge what? ended up winning $50,000 apparently for the fight. Um, uh, the, the, KO wow. bon- uh, the bonuses, Marco, wow. go ahead. Uh, fight of the night was uh, Thompson and uh, – Freaking Luke and oh, nice. the performer of the night was Corey Anderson and Kevin Lee. Okay. Perfect. What was the, I, I, we um, didn't even mention we didn't even mention Kevin Lee. I mean, I thought we would in this particular uh, uh, breakdown. Kevin Lee, you moved to a great camp. Uh, it was great to see him actually look really good. And of course, Marco, we know that Kevin Lee is a great fighter. Uh, Gregor Gillespie moving up. Um, you know, a surging fighter got stopped by Kevin Lee, and he uh, Kevin Lee threw that combination Gillespie. first in the. Uh, sorry. He decapitated Gillespie. That was vicious. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was shit. it was a good win for 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 Kevin Lee, but we don't. Well, I I have to digress because we only have three minutes left in the show. All right, Tammy, let's throw to you. Mm-hmm. Do you have a uh, Twitter follow of the week, or do you have a guilty pleasure of the week this week? A great show, guys. I mean. As always, we're passionate MMA fans. So, uh, Pammy, what you got? 
Well, it's it's kind of really not fight related, but it kind of is because I am interested in the fights. But uh, lately, what I've been really involved in is my bird rescue, and I'm actually taking a a bird yeah. capturing class this weekend. <laughs> so yay, birds! <laughs> my emu, I'm in love with my emu. Did I see that you uh, captured a bird? Uh, you saved a bird just recently, like within the past mm-hmm. yeah, couple of I days. Yeah, I did actually. Monday, I did two bird rescues. Oh, wonderful. Oh, Pam, you're doing God's work. Um, <laughs> DJ Tony, let's throw to you. Do you got a spotlight? Or sorry, do you have a guilty pleasure of the week, or do you have a Twitter follow? Damn right. Scrap Pack's own Leslie Smith making her debut yeah. at Bellator. So shout out to uh, Leslie Smith at, well, I don't know what her Twitter feed is. Uh, Leslie Smith. At, at Leslie Smith. Yeah. Leslie Smith GF, girl fighter. Leslie Smith GF, at Leslie Smith GF. Life right. Uh, yeah, and of, and of course, we all like Leslie Smith. You know, she's uh, the, <laughs> the one fighter that wanted to stick up for herself, uh, you know, uh, with yep. going against the UFC. So kudos to her, and I hope uh, I wish her the best of luck over there in Bellator. Uh, listen, I'm going to give my shout-out again um, to Nova Cub. Um, we mentioned them, I think, last week or maybe the week before. Um, they're a small band, uh, you know, trying to get things together. I thought their LP was uh, very good. Um, as I mentioned the other week, Strike, we being my, my Proteus shower pick. But they are also thinking about putting out some vinyl. Uh, pay attention to their Instagram account because uh, this pink vinyl looks really nice, man. I'm picking one up as soon as it comes out. So Nova Cub vinyl. on the Instagram. Marco, yeah, man, it's it's gonna be like That's a, like a seven inch. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about it. Okay, Marco, go ahead and get us out of here for this week, brother. You got a, a guilty pleasure of the week. I mean, Disney Plus is coming up. You got to be excited about that because all the Marvel movies are gonna be out. But I, I digress. What you got, brother? <laughs> we'll talk about that next week on Disney Plus. But uh, shout out to the Luke Thomas show, man. One of the nicest MMA shows Ooh. on CSXM. Luke Thomas. Uh, you can hear Jimmy Smith there coasting at times. Also, oh, I love Clifford, him. RJ Clifford, too. The Luke Thomas Show, if you want to get your MMA news with a, a guy that is super smart and give you, like, uh, honest, uh, you know, uh, very uh, well thought out opinion, check out the Luke Thomas Show to see the success by nation. Follow Tony, DJ Tony. Follow me, Amaldo Marco. Follow Para Pandora Box. Follow Producer Produce. Follow the show, another MMA cast. Better review us where on Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Spotify. Fast uh, in Moscow this weekend. That's Bedania, Mokos. We're going to meet you guys. Catch you guys this weekend. You're the right. Yeah, and we'll see you next <laughs> week because the train keeps rolling on next week. And just like that, Pammy. We're out of here. Bye, y'all. Damn it, I wasn't ready for the drop. <laughs> Darn it. Oh. Yeah. We won't hold it I'm not surprised, you. motherfuckers. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? Hey,